tip. Good afternoon. It is October 18th, 2021. You're listening to a little call May, a little call B, hosted by William Nelson, co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Today is a very special day. Tomorrow, the NBA kicks off for what is going to be an awesome season. It's going to be the first regular season that we've had in two years. It's starting when it's supposed to. It's going to end when it's supposed to. The college basketball teams are having their Midnight Madness and their pep rallies over this uh, this past weekend. The AP poll came out today. Don't have to care about baseball anymore. We are just full steam ahead. Best sports. We're going to have constant content. Always fun things to talk about. We're going to have highlights every night. I've done two fantasy basketball drafts already. I got two more on the way. Even talked to you into getting back into fantasy basketball. Oh, I'm taking back. a little bit of a break, but you're back. I'm very interested to see uh, tonight how uh how rusty you are in the in the draft but ooh, basketball is on the way and i am excited well we have a whole bunch of basketball topics we're going to talk about later today we're going to break it down into some categories talk about some teams talk about some players who we think is going to be the top dog this year who's going to be the most fun to watch who's going to need a hug and who are the wild cards coming up but first i, I think i'm just a general excitement for the nba i think this is gonna be a super competitive season I'm expecting the tightest playoff race we've ever had before, and I I think we're going to get the most overtimes we've ever had before because I think every team across the board has improved. Rarely are we able to say that, and I think there's just a lot of impressive things that are about to happen. I I think every team thinks they took a step forward, and whether it was through the drafts, through trading, and all of that, I I think it's just going to be a really, really fun, fun season with so many things to be excited about and so many stories that are going to entail. I mean, uh, the drama of, of certain teams are, are overwhelming a lot of the exciting things that I think we're going to get into today. So we're going to try to briefly skip over some of the, you know, the Kyrie Irving stuff, the Ben Simmons stuff. You know, we're not, we're not going to get into all that. But but there's a lot of other things we're going to get into as well as some some disappointing football news. I mean, I don't even know if we should. Should we just do that now? Should we just, you just, just get it over with? Should we just do it now? We probably should. Is, would this hurt as bad as if it was like if it was anyone else but the Cowboys? Uh, I'm not sure if it was the Cowboys. It's just that the Cowboys are good this year. And so it would have been a, a real good win for us. So for just the way that it happened down the stretch and then to lose in overtime after we'd started the game off so well, I, I had messaged you earlier in the day saying like, ah, I just don't feel great about this. And as a Patriots fan, we've had the luxury that you don't really have those games like in years. It's always, well, we got Brady, we got Belichick, you know, we we got a shot. Like I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident about this, regardless of what the what the situation is. It's like, man, this this could be bad. Dallas is good. We have not looked good, uh, you know, the past couple of weeks. The, you know, a couple of bright spots here and there. But it's like, if we go against an actual good team, uh, th- this could be over in the first quarter. But no, we we came out swinging, and we looked like we were uh, in control. And, oof, just not 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 a fun afternoon of football. I think it was the best game of the season. Maybe not the result I was hoping for, but I've the back and forth, the score changing, it lead changing, everything was awesome, awesome. Definitely game. the excitement factor. I <laughs> I almost threw up when he threw the pick six, though. It was Ugh. it was rough. It was seriously nauseating. Of like anything but that, we kind of have control of a game we shouldn't even have control of, and we're in the driver's seat. Like we had we had control of the game. Then he throws a pick six, and it's. He could have thrown an interception. We could have we could have maybe held him to a field goal. Like there were just so many other options. The the pick six is just put six on the it's board. So fast, and you don't even have a chance to stop it. It 
it's terrible. But as low as that was, the high of Bourne then catching a huge touchdown. What yeah, three plays? Yards. Three plays after it felt immediate. It might have even been one play after. It was it was just exhilarating. That that was rewarding and and again probably the highlight of the season to only come up short once again was was just disappointing and i think all right, how many seasons is it going to take before i say you know we would have won this game with tom brady like i need to stop thinking that way but i'm not ready to give up because i know tom would have won this game i i, I again i always think that having brady in there is going to be helpful but we gave up 35 points the defense can't get a stop when we absolutely need them to get a stop. And we've had defensive in the pa- defenses in the past that have not been great, but it's been, all right, we're letting up yards, letting up yards, but it's only going to be a field goal. And then when it really comes down, like we really need a stop, we got it done. We're just not, we're just not getting it done. It, you can see it in overtime and on that last, uh, last possess- or that last drive for them to get the, uh, the field goal to send it to overtime. So we, we knew where we had to stop them from. What was it? It was, second in 25 yeah and it's just like yep let me uh you know dak scrambles around a little bit gets it on the on the next play it wasn't even like it took him twice just like no no we're good don't worry about it and just i i I think most likely brady being more of a veteran avoids that pick six and is just able to know exactly what needs to get done of we don't need to score. We don't need a home run play. We just need to run this clock out. We need to take as much time as possible and ideally not even give them the ball back. But if we do give them it with just, you can't do anything. And we, we didn't do that. I I think once again, this is a team that this is a team that's better than us. Dallas is a better team than the New England Patriots right now. I don't even like saying it. It sounds weird coming out of my mouth, but that's that's how we came into it. So the fact that we were in this game, had a chance to win it, played good enough to win this game, I think that's what's just tough about it is we could have stolen a win out of this. And I don't know what it's going to ever amount to. We we may be this middle-of-the-road team with, you know, kind of a rebuilding season on us right now. But it just feels like we're really we're really close. We're, we're just a team from actually being like a relevant team, from actually being like a relevant team. And we might still be. Maybe we're a trap game from here on because we've competed in some of these games. The defense is the defense. But you know what? There's a lot of there's a lot of good teams out there that also don't have a good defense. We so I think the the opportunity here is to improve the offense and just hope that Mac Jones can avoid throwing a pick six like that and just control the game. I mean we had the ball. I think there's what two minutes left. Let's let's just let's just see what happens. You know, let's kill as much clock as we can, kick a field goal. I, I don't know. They just it was it was great. It was a great game, and I still have a lot of things, a lot of positive things to say about Mac and all that. I thought I thought Mac was still really good. He took one huge hit that he just cool. didn't see come out of nowhere. Bounced oh, right man. back it, up. It, it's 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 always bad when your the top half of your body hits the ground before the bottom half of your body did. He got absolutely destroyed. I <laughs> I would have been broken right in half. Like not, I would have been able to get up. I would have been able to finish a football game. Like I wouldn't. I would have been walking for a month. Look, there's, there's a difference. All right, first of all, there's just a difference between being hit and being hit by a football player. That's a big difference. There's a bigger difference being hit by a player, a football player, when you know you're going to be hit by a football player, and there's a huge difference when you don't know you're about to be hit by a football player. That's the worst kind of hit. It comes out of nowhere. It doesn't matter. You had no preparation for it, and before you blink your eyes, like you said, your shoulder blades are on your on the ground. It's over, and. 
I hit think the ground so that's, hard. That's like that car crash fear, though, that kicks in when something just hits you blind like that, and it just happens so quick. But, again, he bounced back up, man. He He's a pro pro, man. I'm very impressed by it. I just... I just this feels very much kind of like Herbert's year last year, where he does all these nice things and they just don't win the game. And we're gonna look back at it at the end of the year, being like, "Well, we have all these awesome things to say, but what did it amount to? Like, you didn't win." I, I don't want to be saying that, you know. I, I don't want to hold that against Mac. So I'm I'm trying to stay positive here. It's it's a very unusual thing, like you said, for the Patriots to have these sort of situations where we're the underdog and we're we're struggling and and fearful of, of teams coming in into town. I mean, when was the last time you were scared of anyone coming to town? I, that's, that's that's not that doesn't happen. No. But like you said, a disappointing week. I'm sure there's plenty of other football news maybe we could talk about at the end, but basketball starting. Let's get into basketball. Maybe it'll brighten our moods. Cuz the Celtics are going to be playing and I think they're going to be one of those wild card teams coming up this year. I don't know what to expect out of them. I don't know if we're actually better or worse or if this is suddenly going to work with just another coach. Brad Stevens kind of just overhanging everything. Just seems like the bigger wild card of this is did he save his job? Did he get a promotion? Did they just not want to fire him? Did they want to get rid of him but they didn't know what to do? I, I There's there's a lot of weird things that happened over the offseason, but overall I, I'm excited for the Celtics this year. I think they have a chance to learn from a lot of the stuff that happened last year of just – kind of being a soft team, not being very aggressive, not really establishing themselves. And I, I don't know what more motivation this team could have. So, like, if they don't come out and bring it this year, I think that's just going to tell us where, where we're at the most. So I, I'm expecting high energy and high effort this year because we're being doubted. Like, they, they need to step up at some point. Uh, but I have them down as a wild card team because I'm not sure if we're going to do that. You probably have different feelings about that. I went for I went with a player for, for for my wild card. So you want me to talk about the Celtics? Or you want me to go with my my uh, wild talk, card player? Talk a little bit about the Celtics for a little bit here. I, I'm right. giving you a Celtics minute. You you're you're blanking out on me here. All right, perfect, perfect. Uh, you know I I, I was I, w- I was barely prepared for this. You know how how do I even know you're going to let me talk about the Celtics? Usually you have to you maybe wait like wait like a month into the season and get like thirty <laughs> seconds. Uh, what is interesting is there are. A lot of new guys this year compared to last year, but actually some familiar faces where we get the return of Al Horford and the return of uh, Cantor. I like both of those guys. Uh, Horford's definitely older. Definitely the contract wasn't good. That's why we didn't re-sign him at the time. But compared to the the Kemba contract, uh, it just Kemba was just frustrating. And we've definitely mentioned it many times. And so if Horford can can help out and it always seemed like the he got along with the young guys and wasn't like ah you know it's my way or the highway and I'm the main guy it's like we we're, we're going to make this work uh Cantor you know there's always the joke that you know we can't even play any defense but he gets some rebounds out there and I definitely saw some social media from the bubble and kind of have heard some anecdotal stuff that he's just an enjoyable person to be around and I just know from my work experience if work doesn't suck I think you perform better. So even if he just doesn't play much, you get to him once in a while, but even if it just makes the, the work environment better, I, I think that's a plus. Uh, got Josh Richardson and Dennis Schroeder coming in. Those are two guys that they, they've, they've had some success in the past at, at varying levels or, you know, in various years and just can, can they put it together as well as it's, it's a new coach, but 
the main guys are still there. We still have the Jays and we still have Marcus Smart. And that was kind of the the talk of, okay, Brad's moving on. We're moving in. You know, we're getting rid of Kemba. We're bringing these guys in. But, like, these are our main guys. We signed Smart to the extension. It's like, this is the group that we are going with forward. And so we got a whole bunch of new pieces around them. And I think we are going to find out. Of, are, are we a soft team? Can we not get it done? What What was the issue? You know, we're bringing in new players, new coach. Something has to change. Well, all, all the opportunities are there. I look at a conference with, you know, a lot of a lot of question marks, a lot of drama. I mean, we made some changes over the offseason, but we're not going through what Philly's going through. We're not going through what Brooklyn's going through. I don't know how much either of that's going to affect them, but, again, that's something that other teams are dealing with that we're not. I, I think that's an opportunity for, for us to kind of have this cohesion of some players that have played together before and don't have the controversy of some of the other teams. So I'm hoping – I'm hoping for the best because, man, we just talked about the Patriots and, you know, the, the Red Sox, they, they're still playing, man. But <laughs> I, I'm still not sure if the Red Sox are a good baseball team. I don't know how we're still doing it. That's what I'll say about that. That's the 10 seconds you're going to get on baseball for, for the whole podcast. So so the Celtics, you know, they got to come through for me. All right, It's been a rough couple of years. This pandemic, it's 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 hitting deep. We I could use like a successful sports team or at least one that's not disappointing me week after week. Just somebody that plays hard that I can actually get behind. Because last year, I don't want to do another last year. I don't want to do that again. That yeah, wasn't it was, fun. It was not not fun. I'm sure it wasn't fun for them either. You know, you coming off the bubble where there was success, but then it's all shortened, and now you're playing in arenas, but nobody's there. And that's just got to be it, it's got to be real cool that now you go into an arena and it's packed with fans, and at home they're all cheering for you, and on the road you can try to shut them up as much as you possibly can. And it's it's got to be way more enjoyable. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the regular scheduled programming here of the best teams in each conference. I I think Brooklyn's going to be the best team across the league. I don't even want to talk about the Kyrie stuff. That's that's whatever. I don't think it's going to have any difference. I think Patty Mills is the perfect replacement for Kyrie Irving. If anything, Patty Mills might fit into this team better than Kyrie Irving does. There's 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 almost a disadvantage. I mean, it's not a disadvantage. It's almost like Kyrie's full scale of, of skills are not, aren't going to be utilized on this team just because there's only one basketball and there's a lot of skill to go around. Like, every every guy's going to be making sacrifices to the point where I think Patty Mills is going to be able to fill whatever role was going to be left for Kyrie Irving anyways. I don't think there's going to be any any miss. They're not going to miss him at all. This team's loaded. They have a lot of shooting. They have so much talent. I think Durant's going to be fine. Harden, Harden, at the end of last year, seemed... <laughs> like the most ideal James Harden you could ever want on your team. It, it, and that's frustrating with the way it ended in Houston, but it's going to be a real big problem for everyone else in the league. I, th- I think it's just going to work. I think it's going to be a, a killer team that's going to destroy and dominate across the league. I got a little little, little spoiler for you What's in that? That, uh, that fancy basketball draft that we're in tonight. That, that's who I'm taking. I'm taking Harden with my number two pick. You think he'll be there? The, the drafts that I've seen, Jokic, Jokic has gone uh, number one every, every time. Yeah, I, I expect awesome things out of Harden. And I think the Kyrie thing just helps everyone else. And and the fact that he's not doing like just the road games or just the cities that allow him, that they just told him to stay out, that's the best thing for this team. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't care what he's going to do. But I, we don't need this thing popping in and out. Let's, we're here to play basketball. You're either in or you're out. On with the game. And it's going to be... It, they're going to be a fun team to watch. 
I know you don't want to get too much into the uh, into the Kyrie Irving stuff, but I think that there's there's gonna be one more wrinkle to this story. I don't know what it's gonna be. I don't think it's the retired thing because he came out and said, "I'm not gonna retire. Don't listen to that." And that's just like a obvious route. And so, like, I don't know what it is, but it's gonna come out of nowhere. And it could it could be even as simple as in two weeks. It just like it's an hour before the game, and it's uh, reports out Kyrie Irving got vaccinated two weeks ago. He's playing tonight, and just Twitter explodes. Everyone's like, "Wait, what? This is happening? I don't know what it's going to be, but there's going to be some sort of uh, wrinkle in there. And if he does join the uh, the Nets, it's going to make him even more uh, even more of a force. And, and they they were real close last year. And you know the joke is you know Durant wears smaller shoes. You know they they win the championship, so I think that they're in a in in a, in a good spot. Yeah. What did what did you have for a one of the best teams of the conference? You pick either conference, or are you, are you agreeing uh, with me? I will I will go with I'll, I'll go with the West because I also had the uh, the Nets, but I have uh, I think the Lakers are going to be the best in the West, and they are going to be the best um, across across the world. They'll be better than the, than the Nets are. Oh, jumping on the Westbrook bandwagon. He he was uh you know led me to a championship last year and I think you 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 add someone like Westbrook to the team and I'm a Celtics fan I really hope that it just implodes and it's terrible but I think that they had a disappointing year last year if they can all stay healthy I think LeBron realizes you know time time's a ticking there's only so many more uh, bites of this apple for him and so he's gonna take the all of these all these opportunities very seriously. And so I think that they're going to get their act together. And once again, no more. There's some fans. There's not fans. It, nope. We're going. We're back to normal arenas. He, he's been doing this a long time. He knows exactly what it, what it takes. Uh, so that, that, those were my, uh, my so, two uh, best teams. So I, I'm going to agree with the Westbrook signing in that I think this is one of the smartest things that LeBron's ever done with the GM move of him of just – I just need a workhorse for the regular season. It's not always going to look great. There's going to be times I'll be frustrated with this guy, but there's also going to be times where I can take a little bit off and he can just carry and go and we can hang around in a game we had no chance in hanging around in. And that that's going to be perfect for him. Now, what it's going to end up being in the playoffs, I, I don't know. But for the regular season, I think it's going to be an incredible advantage for LeBron that he really hasn't had before. Similar to AD as well, who I don't know is necessarily a workhorse either. I think they're obviously talentedly capable of doing that but it's it's a lot to do over the regular season and that's kind of what Westbrook's really good at is playing really hard on random nights and every night and it, it, don't we kind of get a similar thing with uh with Marcus Smart it, it, it's a different side of the ball normally but it's a what he does really well he does really well and what he doesn't do well he does not do very well at all but I think it's way easier to try to calm a guy down than to make him care. And I yeah. think Russell Westbrook cares and he wants to be out there. And like you said, he, he's going to do all sorts of crazy things and he's still explosive. He's definitely getting, getting older, but I don't think that he's over the hill. He's done. I think he's still in his prime. Uh, I'm going to say one, he hasn't, one ridiculous thing about all of it too. And one of two things is going to make a difference here is at some point Westbrook is going to play with enough awesome players, which he has played with some awesome teammates. It's just an incredible catalog, and it hasn't always worked out. But I don't think any of the guys he's played with are the way LeBron is. 
in the mentorship, in the coaching, in the strictness, in the, the discipline, I think we're going to get the best out of Westbrook we've ever gotten because I think this is the best teammate he's ever played with. This is going to be the only teammate that's actually going to be able to manipulate him and kind of point him in the right direction. And I think it's going to be a looser leash than everyone's expecting. But at some point, Westbrook's going to mature into the just understanding it. And I think this might be the year where it just suddenly clicks. We've seen it in glimpses happen before. But I think consistently throughout this year, it, it's just going to work better. Now, with all that being said, I think Phoenix is going to finish with the, the best record in the West. I, again, when you talk about how close Brooklyn was, I mean, Phoenix Phoenix really turned it on last year. And I, I think they have a lot of good things there. I think guys can get a little bit better. They can get a little bit more consistent. And there's there's some some messy situations across the West. I mean, we I talked about some drama on the East Coast. There's like some legitimate injury problems going across the West between you know like I think are the Clippers even going to make the playoffs this year? Like are they? I don't think you even consider them like a championship contender. I I have no idea what's going to happen with Kawhi. There's no reason to expect him to play at all this season. And I think if you do expect him to play this season, you're wasting your time. The Lakers, I think, are fully capable of winning it, but I, I think the Suns are going to bring it a little bit more this year and are going to feel a little slighted. I think the way everyone feels like it was a lucky thing that happened to them last year. Like they only got there because of the injuries, and that might be true. But I think this team's all like a, I think it's a really good basketball team in Phoenix. So I'm, I'm going with them for the top dog spot. I, I think they will be the one seed in the West, and they will finish behind Brooklyn uh, at the second best record. See, I have Phoenix as one of the teams that's gonna that's gonna 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 drop this year. Not out, out of the playoffs, but I think that they had a had a good run last year. There's been a lot of talk about them, everything over the off season, but talks just fell apart today with DeAndre Ayton about signing a max extension for for him. So I'm sure that's going to kind of be rattling around in in his head. And I just I'm, I'm not gonna say that they they uh, overperformed last year because I think that sells them short. But I think that you know, there's a lot of lot, lot of talk, you know, C- certain people think they're going to be the best in the league, you know, on this podcast. And so I think that they're an easy one to say, well, they're going to they're going to uh, have a regression. Well, we'll, ha- we'll wait and see what happens. All right, let's talk about something exciting, something that you kind of got to see the must watch teams. What, what who are you excited to see a specific player or team? Oh, this is going to be a team. Uh it's kind of specific for one player. You said you didn't want to talk about it, but I'm excited most to watch the Sixers because I think it's going to be an absolute mess. Uh, <laughs> I saw a video today of Simmons at practice uh, wearing sweatpants. You could tell his phone was in his pocket, so, you know, taking practice very seriously. And also saw there was a report that Doc Riffers did not know if uh, he would be uh, playing opening night. Dude, it is midway through October. If you made that comment in July, August, okay. No. Will, the season starts tomorrow, and the Sixers season, it starts on Wednesday. Like, as in basically 48 hours from now. How do you not know if one of your players is going to play or not? It's just, it seems like it's going to be uh, an absolute mess. Uh, Rivers and Embiid said what they said after the game, uh, you know, in the playoffs kind of uh, against Simmons and not sure if Simmons was a playoff point guard. You know, he, we all know the struggles that he had and I just don't see what going through all of this hoopla over the summer did to go. Yes. Now I'm ready to play basketball in front of fans. This is going to go great. Cause if he goes out there, he said he was never going to play for the Sixers again. So now you've kind of like gone back on your word and 
you're playing in front of the fans that you said, I don't want to play for them anymore. I've lost track of who's calling who's bluff at this point because it was, we're not going to trade you. Don't tell us that. Like, whatever. And then it was, I'm never going to play for this team again. I'm not even going to show up. And then, oh, how much money am I going to lose? Well, all right, I'm going to show up, but I'm not going to care or I'm not going to play or I'm, or I'm, or whatever. And then it's now the team's almost like, well, he showed up. We're paying him. Do we play him? Do we bench him? Do we send him home? Like, what, where do we, what do we do now? Like, we, we didn't, it was, it was almost better if he just stayed out of it. We didn't have to pay him, right? Like, I think that was, obviously, you would like to have, a player of his quality show up on your roster, but if, if he's not going to care, or if he's just going to be a distraction, you're going to have to get rid of him. So, like, I almost feel like he's, by showing up, which sounds like he doesn't want to be traded, it's almost speeding up the trade because he's just pushing the drama as far as it can go. Now, I don't know who the trade partner is out there, and if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rush into this. Like, it, it, you you have to get something back that's actually going to help this team that you can't waste this year. With Joel Embiid, he's only going to be healthy so many years, and he's only going to be dominant so many years. And there is a window, I think, for them right now this season to make a move and potentially go for a championship. It's like there's a lot on the line for this, and I can't. They were the one seed last year. I can't believe how they're just the bluff after bluff between these guys. This is a very serious debate of of, of negotiation here. I've I've never seen it between a player and a team quite like this and and it's going to just enhance as you said the season's going to start something's going to happen i don't know what should he should I, he start should I, he play like should he come off the bench i I, he... I i hope i i hope that he plays he, he for sure had a rough rough series last year in the playoffs other other guys have done it and it's going to be tricky to figure it out and this summer i don't think helped at all like i said but i, I don't have anything against against simmons I, he seems like a like a like a awesome basketball player. I mean, right before that playoff series, you'd consider him right up at the uh, you know up at the top of the league. I don't know why he couldn't get back there again. It's just got to be able to make some free throws and not just literally be afraid to shoot. So I get I could see him doing some sort of a like a almost a little bit of like a reverse Kobe, where Kobe was just like, oh, you say I only score and I can't pass. Look at all the assists and no points. Like maybe someone just goes the other way and just starts launching threes and just, Oh, okay. I'm just going to keep shooting all the time. I'm never going to pass. Do you like this better? And just, you know, basically try to like, uh, kind of figuratively spit in all our faces on the, Oh, you don't think I shoot enough. How, how you like this? Russell Westbrook style, 35 attempts. Do you think he's, Calling James Harden and is like, hey man, what'd you do to gain some weight? Like, how how'd you pull off that look and then like a week later be in shape? Be ready to go. Yeah, is that is that what it is? Is that? I could see like that makes sense that he would make that call, but Harden on a in division rival, I don't, I just don't think would give him the answer. <laughs> like, why does Harden want to help Simmons out? I I don't know. I think it would be the reverse because if the Sixers absolutely fall apart, that just helps the Nets. Oh man. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I can't believe you picked them for your most watched team. I'm, I'm going with a way more fun team to watch that will actually be fun to watch. It, it's going to take a little time, but the Golden State Warriors are back and this feels like uh, we're getting the band back together and it's, it's never going to work again. Some of the pieces are broken, whatever, but 
I, I just think there's going to be glimpses of what this once was, and that was a really fun basketball team to watch. And I just, I don't want to miss that because it's not going to last forever. This might be the last raw. It might not even be that good this year. But I think there are going to be moments where Clay and Steph are on the court again, and Draymond's doing crazy stuff to get them open, and they're just heat check after heat check. It's going to happen, and it's going to be back in our lives. And I don't know if it's going to be back in our lives for a very long time. So I'm, I'm warning everyone just to enjoy it because it's going to be really fun to watch. That's the must-watch team I got for this season. Okay, so this is fun because my – most watched for the East was the Sixers, but my most watched for the West is the Warriors. But for completely, di- or maybe not completely different reasons, but I can go a different angle than what you went with. Clay, they're saying, isn't going to be back until January. We'll see. I could see that easily going to, you know, All Star break, and but then you're kind of getting to the to the end of the year. Would love to see him back. He's definitely definitely fun. Curry definitely had a great year last year. But what I'm more interested in, they got two lottery picks they have jonathan kaminga and they have moses moody so you're mentioning like oh they could come back to the team that they were before i'm thinking if one of these guys turns into you know legit lottery pick you know he's not gonna be an all-star you know his, his rookie season but show some real promise now it's not just oh like look at these guys at what they were back it's like oh man look at how good this guy is when he's playing with steph curry uh, yeah, no, there's there's potential there, as well as there has to be motivation. Nobody nobody expects them to put it back together. I don't think anyone's really – nobody's picking them for a championship this year. I haven't heard anything like that. I think there's there's respect there that there's they're a really good team. They'll have a shot at the end. But I think last year, even when they were in the playing game, it was, oh, man, I, I they didn't even – they weren't. nobody was shocked when they lost. I, I think it's going to be a different attitude this year. I just think this is going to be a better team that he's not going to waste another year. This is, a, again, Curry is one of the best players to ever play basketball, and he's going to show you again this year. It's just that. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I have kind of a dark horse must-watch team. You're not going to like it. I didn't. I wanted to put him as a wild card, but I don't, I don't know if it's as predictable. But I'm really feeling the Chicago Bulls this year. I, I'm kind of in Whoa. on it. I, I think I think Chicago is gonna be really fun to watch this year. I I I like the I like Caruso. I like Lonzo, Demar. I think they have some fun shooting. I think they're gonna be really fast. It's gonna be weird seeing all these pieces together, and it's not gonna look great in the half court. But I think they're gonna be scrappy. I think they're gonna play hard, and I I, I just think there's gonna be like a loose fun funness to this. Like this is gonna feel like the like the Baron Davis kind of uh, Golden State Warriors era. You know, like. You know, this is going to be a fun team to watch. I, I think there's – I don't know if it's always going to lead to wins, but I think they're going to be in a lot of games, and they're going to have a lot of guys go off randomly. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in on Chicago. I think they're going to be a very improved team, a dark horse, must-watch team. I think you can go through the starters and say, okay, all right. But after you get past the starters, I think there's quite the drop-off. I don't know who – is really going to run that second unit to make it a team that actually can can be successful. Oh, that's that's just some UNC hate right there. It, it, they're going to be all right. You think you think it's uh, Kobe White? He's going to be the sixth man. I don't know. I think they have a couple guys that think they're going to be the sixth man, and that might be the problem. <laughs> but I, I think I think one of them is capable of it. I've I've seen him have some nights. That's going to be the thing about this team. They're going to struggle with consistency, but I think they have enough guys on there that if if 
the coaching goes well and they're able to plug who's ever really cooking that night in at the right time, it, it's going to work. Like, they have more talent than a lot of other teams, and I think a lot of these guys will play better with one another than anyone's anticipating. I think I think there's actually a lot of unselfish guys on the starting roster. Coming off the bench, I don't know, but if they can install some chemistry with all that, which I, I watched like a team like uh, like like Charlotte last year, I think that's going to be very similar to that. There's, there was a time where Charlotte was really cooking when they were healthy last year, and I think the Bulls are kind of stealing that formula and it'll implement into fun basketball. Like Lonzo and Lamelo were both really fun to watch. I think they're going to be more <laughs> the Ball Brothers. Yes, go watch them. It's big baller brand. Must watch TV. All right, we, let's move on to the, how about something a little less fun to talk about? Which which teams or players are going to need a hug this year, Zach? Who's going to? Which fan base is, is in, can anticipate a disappointing season? I. Uh... I, I, for this one, I, uh, I, I have two. I'll, I'll just go with my first one, and you, you can have one, and kind of kind of split the middle here. I'm saying that uh, Coach Tibbs, Coach Tibbs is going to need a hug this year. Oh, man, I have the New York Knicks, too. That's, that's great. <laughs> We're running, we must be running in the, uh, in, in the same circles here, but I think that Julius Randle uh, played out of his mind last year. He got the big contract. I think the Knicks definitely uh, had some excitement last year where they made the playoffs and got their fans all sorts of excited and then just got squashed by, uh, by Trey young. And I just think this year, rather than, Hey, you know, maybe the Knicks can make the playoffs kind of talk. It's like, we are making the playoffs, made the playoffs last year. We're for sure going to do it. And it's just a recipe for disaster. And they're just going to be all hyped up. And I think it's going to crash and burn pretty hard. All right here. Here's my, problem with what the Knicks did in the offseason is they added a lot of guys that are just injury prone and they're asking these guys to play for the coach that just plays guys more minutes than any other coach and doesn't really care about injuries and if you can't play defense you don't get on the court and I feel like they signed a lot of guys like like what is like how is Thibodeau going to start Kemba Walker like is he going to start Kemba Walker like you're telling me Thibodeau's defense is going to be okay with Kemba Walker. He's not going to push Rose out there or push quickly out there over that. I I, I feel like I, that that's a flaw. That's a problem. And it's the same thing with Fournier as well. I don't know if he's as stellar of a defender as you could have out there. And he's also very injury prone. If Thibodeau can't play these guys 40 minutes and expect them to survive all season, they couldn't even survive any other season playing way less minutes. This seems to be right around the time when Kemba was on the Celtics that word would come out that, yeah, he, he can play, but, you know, it's it, he's not a, he's not 100%. You know, we're hoping he gets there, but, you know, he's not quite there yet. I'm just like, wait, what? The season's just starting. I can get a month in, you get a little dinged up, and, you know, that, that happens. But this is when you're supposed to be the absolute freshest. So uh, maybe maybe he turns it around. I, I don't know. Maybe it was a Celtics uh, health situation. But I, I agree with you that I, I don't think Kemba's is one of the guys that you want to be kind of redlining every other game. No, I, I don't think any of the guys. I don't think Rose is the same way anymore either. Like I don't. <laughs> I, I think as amazing as Randall was last year, I think it was amazing Rose was able to survive a season like that. And I, maybe maybe he could play this slower paced guy a little bit more, and he's kind of figured out how to 
I don't know, take care of his body or maybe not play as, as hard in certain times or not be as aggressive going to the hoop or fall down as much. I, there's there's definitely certain aspects of the game you can kind of turn down a little bit, but I don't know where I don't know where the advantages of all that come in. I just feel like you're making a lot of compromises with all of the roster moves you made, and you weren't good enough last year. I think a lot of teams aren't going to be as fearful this year. I think last year was, oh, they're the Knicks. Yeah, they're putting something together. It's, it's whatever, and you kind of got shocked by it. I mean... The crowd came alive last year. I think everyone was amazed of how much how much everyone cared. And they're going to care a lot this year, but I don't know if this team's going to be as satisfying to watch. I, I think they're going to need a hug. I think Thibodeau is definitely going to be in a tough, tough spot. And I don't know if it's his fault either. I think he was better off last year when they, they just had a lot of scrappy people that had a whole lot of doubt in their world of, is R.J. Barrett even that good? You know, quickly, all these Randall bunch of bunch of people who had a whole whole lot to prove last year and now that there's some expectations I don't think they're going to play the favorite very well they play the underdog role so much better it's going to be hard this year tough tough season uh, West Coast team in need of a hug I I'm, I, I think Portland's it's, it's always going to be Portland they're the only team that that doesn't make any moves and then just hopes they're going to be better next year because their players will get better. But at some point, this just isn't going to work. You're you're doing insanity right now. You're doing the same thing over and over again. I don't know what the right trade for McCollum is, and I don't really want to get rid of McCollum. It would be great if you could just add someone else to this group. But I don't know how else you can improve this team. And they're going to start off the year. They'll probably have some wins. And then once they get halfway through the year, someone will get hurt or they're just – come up short in the playoffs like they always have because they don't have the same talent as every other team in the West. I mean, I look at I look at other teams that might even have less talent than them that could jump them, like like Dallas or something. I I, I don't know. I, I Portland, I think, is going to be a tough year, and I, I think they're going to really get to the crossroads where they're going to have to talk about, are we going to trade Damian Lillard, or are we going to really blow this thing up and hope we can put it together long enough to keep Damian Lillard happy without having to trade him? And I don't know how they're going to do all that. I, I don't see it. I, I, so I think they're going to need the biggest hug because they're either going to blow this team up and then eventually lose Lillard or they're just going to lose Lillard right off the bat. And those aren't very fun scenarios. So I think they will be in desperate need of a hug. I hope that they are more successful because I'm very interested in how uh, Damian Lillard plays basketball this year. So <laughs> He's I, on the uh, team? Uh, uh, yeah, he, he, he's, he's, on the, he's on the team so far. All right, you got any, got any West Coast teams of uh, need of a little love here, a little concern? If not- For my West Coast team, it is going to be a combination of Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans. Last we talked, there was a surprise. Hey, yeah, by the way, Zion broke his foot uh, sometime during when Summer League was happening. Okay, well, that's not good. But there was kind of a – but he's going to be fine. And I think we discussed going, Ooh, big man. Main thing is explosiveness and a foot problem. Like those, those don't go together. That is not good. A couple weeks later, or I guess, you know, I think it was only a week later it came out. Yeah. Zion's not going to be uh, ready for the start of the season. So assuming that he's, you know, still recovering when your foot's busted, it's hard to get back into shape. 
and now you're getting into the season and now I imagine you're going to be doing some traveling and trying to get back on track, I think is going to be difficult uh, for, for Zion to do. And I don't think that that's going to be good for the, uh, for the Pelicans, specifically the Pelicans fans of there's just kind of a, Oh, you know, well, once Zion gets back, like then, then we're going to be good. Then we're going to be good. And I just, I'm concerned because it's not like some other injuries where it's this happened. Here's the timetable. There's really not a timetable out there. Anytime there's no timetable, it, it always concerns me because then it just kind of lingers and you kind of forget about it. Cause it's like, you know, Clay, Clay's going to be back in January. All right. I don't really even think about it until January, but I could see with this of, you know, we're doing this podcast in a, in a month and we're still kind of getting, yeah, Zion, you know, he, he's doing some stuff, you know, he's kind of, kind of going along and it's like, well, now it's almost Christmas. What, what What's happening here? I think Zion. Uh, I don't think Zion's gonna. Pl- I don't think Zion's gonna play till January. I actually think Clay will play Christmas Day, but I I just feel like Clay's gonna play earlier. I I don't think he's. I think he's he's gonna be one of those guys. that's like, oh yeah, he's ready. He, he, let's do this. Uh, Zion. I, I I hope so. I mean, I always want people to come come back faster from from injuries. I, I think Clay will be a guy that comes back faster. I mean, he's had more time than anyone, and this happens basically at the start of the season. So he's had a whole. I mean, pretty close to a year at this point. I know it, it takes a little bit more than that, but, you know, he, he gets in and out. Now, Zion, it, it just happened a little bit long ago, and the problem with Zion is I think this team is entirely dependent. The success of this team is entirely dependent on Zion. They're, they're not going to – I don't think – like, what are they – are they going to be able to float, al- float above water while he's out? And once he's out and they're not floating above water, at what point you're like, well, what are we rushing him back for? Like, yes, we want him to play. Yes, we want to compete. But our season's – this isn't a team that's going to be able to play from behind that early is is kind of my point. And him missing the beginning of the season is almost saying you're forced into tanking again. And that's not going to be something Zion's going to be happy about. And in, there's already been some some rumbles and, you know, little little unhappiness that he's he's expressed over there already. And I, I just feel like this is this is the the formula of, of him getting his way out of here. After he comes back and his team is terrible, after you know he's gonna probably miss like, I think I think like I said I don't think he's gonna play till like January, maybe February. I don't and know. That's a long time. And their season's gonna be over by then. That's that's gonna be the sad part. And it's a, it's a really long time. Yeah. No. I I think there's a there's a reason to be concerned for that team. I I don't I don't I don't know what I don't know how else to say it. It's if you ask me though. The the question whether you'd rather have Ja Morant or Zion at this point. I mean, hey man, Ja Ja's there, you know? His his team's playing and playing games. They're they're making moves. He's on the court. I, I, I just think there's something to be said about that. Uh I don't know. I hope Zion's able to get on the court, but I think this was something we were all worried about in the draft and coming into it and it could just be some fluky injuries or this could just be this could just be the way Zion is, man. This this could be the the career of Zion. And when he's out there, man, you better enjoy it because I don't know if he's always going to be out there. Uh, yeah, that's what sucks is he's a uh, he, he, he's an incredibly fun uh, fun player to to watch, yeah. especially a unique player in this in this era. I don't think there's really a lot of other guys doing what he's doing. Yeah. All right. We got just over 15 minutes. I got a couple updates to. Share with everyone across the board some podcast updates, some personal updates, a whole a whole bunch of stuff here. Uh, oh, I didn't get to do my wild card yet. Oh, oh, oh! All right, I thought I thought we were gonna just share the Celtics one. Go, go, go ahead. 
Oh, it, well, and it, because it's kind of segues what you just talked about. My wild card is, uh, is John Morant. He's coming into his, in his third year. He's had a bunch of success. And I think your third year is now when it's a, are you like a nice player or are you, I'm leading this team, you know, sure made, made the play in game, but like I'm leading them to the playoffs. I am either an all-star or in the all-star conversation. And I just, I think the wild cards are really there because we've all seen the explosiveness, the dunks that he has. I mean, he had some of these, the dunks in, uh, in preseason <laughs> one night. So you, uh, you know, text me like, Hey, did you see the, uh, the Morant dunk? He's like, Oh no. And I like searched for it and I found one. And then you sent me another one. It's like, he had two of these in a preseason game. <laughs> oh man. So he's just, he is a, he is another one of the young NBA guys that is fun to watch. And I think that this will be a real wild card year for him. Yeah, I'm excited for him. I I love I love, I like that team. I just like the guys they put around him. I think the areas of improvement for John Morant are all reachable. Just it's just improve that jump shot a little bit. You know, maybe a little better decision making. It's just it's very learnable stuff that I know if you put the work in over the off season, which I have no doubt that he did, and that just makes me more excited. Like imagine if that jump shot looks a little bit better this year, which I think it will. It's just this is gonna be a really good player on, on, on an exciting team. Uh, all right, so podcast update stuff. Uh, college basketball will be starting up soon. I'm sure we'll talk about that eventually. The The bet we make every year is a March Madness bet for college basketball. And last year, I finally won. I, it's been, the worst. It's been a, a gloating period that I have enjoyed. But a bet's a bet. And this, this year, uh, Zach had to do the consequence of learning how to do a backflip. Now this was a, a lenient bet, a, a lenient bet, I will say. All right, it wasn't just a, you know, standing backflip on the ground or anything like that. It's just you know, be able to do a backflip. I don't care what it's off of or what it's into, but you got to do a full rotation. All right, feet to feet. You know, land up straight, not landing on the back or, you know, not getting a full rotation. And uh, a deal's a deal, and a bet has been paid right now. I will post the video later tonight. Uh, you'll be able to find it on our Facebook page of Little Column A, Little Column B. I think it's LCA LCB backslash on, on the Facebook there, but uh, yeah, bet's a bet. So I'll make sure to post that video. There was multiple attempts. Uh, didn't seem to be suffering quite as much. Now I think there was more of a a lingering fear for the whole year that was the actual punishment. That was way worse. That was that was by that was by far the worst. It just the whole summer. Anytime you're having like a good time, it just be in the back of my head, just like Ugh, I still gotta do a backflip. I got to figure that. Oh, college basketball was terrible. Oh, just the whole thing. Why? This is just, let's just, uh, let's just end it. And then it was just always kind of like, well, I can't do it this weekend. And it was always just for the smallest of, of reasons. Oh, that, that's, that's not going to happen. And I kind of thought that I would just, I was athletic enough that I'd be able to do one on the ground. But what I hadn't thought through at the beginning was it's kind of all or nothing. It's either you can do a backflip and you do it, or you're probably going to land on your head. And then you <laughs> might not be able to do this for a while. And you could see in my, my attempts into the water, I start like a good amount up in the air and I don't make it. And so now you're talking about adding height to it. So I, I didn't think through the, well, the practice to be able to get this, you, you need some sort of a, like a, like a safety situation, like a foam pit or something soft and they didn't yeah didn't didn't really have that so 
Instead, I just waited, 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 waited until a cold, rainy October day and then decided I was going to jump into the water because that seemed to make the most sense rather than doing it on numerous warm days. I think it was even warmer this weekend, but it was getting too close to uh, to, to college basketball and I was getting nervous that there might be ice on the on the pond soon. So oh, I thought to... you were doing this in the snow piles and it was going to be terrible because that was not going to get hold your fall at all. It was going to hurt. You're gonna get cut from ice uh, or something. It was just gonna be if crazy. I was all bundled up too, uh, there's there's no explosiveness. Oh, so much extra weight, and boots. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was gonna work, and I don't think the the landing was gonna be very soft either. No, I think I think you made a right decision of doing it into water. Uh, all right, yeah. But so a bet's a bet. Zach, the sack did complete it. There, there was a couple trials. There was a couple face plants. Uh, but I would say the lingering punishment was more more the consequence of it all uh we'll be doing the yeah, make sure yeah make sure you get the uh the one of me trying to do it on the boat that was that was the least successful <laughs> i'll uh, i'll make sure to share both of them uh later today on our facebook page like i said little column a little column b podcast uh you can also listen to the podcast on facebook as well they have a awesome new feature on facebook where you can it's got like its own music player on there so if you want to minimize it listen to it in the background as you're scrolling through facebook or just Leave Facebook open in the background and then move on to whatever else you're doing on your phone. It will play uh, the entire podcast as well as I assume other podcasts will be on there as well. So good little tidbit for that. Uh, other podcast. Well, listen to our podcast first. Other podcast test, news. T- test it out with our stuff and then go use it to listen to other podcasts. Uh, on the note of the podcast, there is some other news that we we didn't do a podcast last week. We were busy doing some uh, some thirtieth celebrating that was just due. It was a good week good weekend i'm i'm grateful for a lot of the, the people in my life and I, I had i had fun last week uh with that being said we did skip the podcast because of that we were hanging out in person it's ironic that we hang out in person and don't do the podcast and when we're not together that's when we do do the podcast but last week was our six-year anniversary we've been doing this for six years of a little column a, a little column b podcast and i don't know exactly the total of episode total amount of episodes but uh, six years of of anything is a uh, is, is a hell of a run, and I I hope to continue to do it. But uh, it feels like we just started yesterday, still, doesn't it? <laughs> it every time you bring up the yeah, we did we've been doing this for like this many years. It's like, no, nah, I don't think so. I think it's only been like like a couple or like, like a few, and it's like, oh man, six years that that's a lot. That's you know more than more than I was in college for. You know more than I was in high school. Lots of lots of things. I I don't I don't know if I thought when I uh, kind of talked you into it that we'd still be doing it six years later. Yeah, I, 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 I you know what I feel the same way. I'm like, how are we still doing this? This is, this is unbelievable. This is a a six year run, and uh, I just want to thank everybody who's uh, supported and listened, and you know, uh, it's been it's been fun to do, and I, I hope we continue to do it. I don't know how we've managed to find the time, but we always do find the time, and uh, as long as we're willing to do that, I think we'll always have. A little of column A, a little of column B. Uh, now, personal update: uh, skydiving was rescheduled. We're 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 back on the schedule though. We're, we're counting down. It's it's Sunday. Sunday, we're jumping out of a plane. 9 a.m. The weather looks great. I feel like this is a foolproof, cold, cold winter, cold borderline winter day that I'm about to walk into. But you know what? It's going to be clear, and I'm going to be jumping out of a plane. So um. I, I think everyone uh, heard that I was going, which I almost regretted telling everybody because then everybody follows up with, well, how was it? And it's like, well, yeah. I didn't go. We rescheduled. And it's like, well, I, which, 
did you bitch out? Like, did you get scared? Like, what happened? It was like, no, no, no. It was rainy and cloudy, and you know, it's a, it's it's a two-hour drive, and I, I didn't want to go all the way over there and not jump. And they told me I didn't have good odds to jump. It's like, all right, well, whatever, man. Like, it would, let me know when it's gonna happen. Well, it's it, it's happening. The week's here. It's looking like it's definitely gonna happen. Uh, I I can't wait. I don't want to wait like this ever again to go skydiving. I, next time I go skydiving, it's like we're doing it tomorrow and we just go do it. The the wait and the anticipation and then the the weather forecast checking is is, is just brutal. <laughs> I I just want to go jump and and kind of get it over with at this point. But uh, I I'm I'm still very excited. And any uh, any advice for me now as the countdown gets a little bit closer? I think I really gave you all of uh, all of my advice uh, last uh, last podcast, but I'm thinking this like I, I want to put this back on you. How are you feeling, kind of this this second time around where you were you had that you know a couple of weeks ago you had the the week lead up and now you're doing it for a second time. Is it better or worse this time? Um, I'm fearful of it getting canceled again because I don't know if we're gonna have another window. That that's my biggest fear right now. It, it, that has okay. overcome the fear of actually jumping out of the plane, of just not being able to do it because I I, I just I just want to do so it. You're so close. Like you've you've done everything you can do. It's yes. just the weather hasn't cooperated, yeah. and we're getting pretty close to. Yeah, it's uh you know it's snowing, so you yeah. can't jump when it's snowing. Yeah, no, I'm 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 very aware of that season is is coming. I, this was supposedly going to be this was supposed to be a nice fall foliage day where you know. I'm hoping for like sunny and 65 and and a whole bunch of colored leaves and by the time I get all the way out there there's going to be no leaves. Maybe I'm going to be landing in a leaf pile. I don't I don't know. That's that's, <laughs> that's kind of the the new weather forecast is what I'm anticipating. But you know we'll we'll see. It it was a little bit warmer this week. I, I think the warmer weather holds on to the color of the leaves a little bit longer rather than it just getting bitter cold, but man, I don't know. I <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But I I'm just excited that it has a chance to happen. It looks likely that's going to happen and I can tell everyone I actually did it. So that's that's the the personal update. Uh, we got about five minutes here. We could talk about a couple things. Did you want to get a little college basketball minute in here? You, you... Uh, just that um, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I already got tickets to the uh, Champions Classic. That is going to be uh, November 9th. That's the Tuesday. That's when uh, the, the season tips off. That'll start off with uh, Kansas versus Michigan State. And then uh, Duke versus Kentucky. So always uh, some perennial uh, powerhouses there. Uh, I am concerned the AP poll came out today and Duke was at nine and Kentucky was at 10. And that's the exact spots that they were at in last year's preseason poll. And last year didn't go well. So I'm hoping that a non-COVID year, things are going to be much better. Uh, It was cool on Friday. They had the uh, countdown to craziness. With the crazies in the building, they weren't able to do that last year, and it was just cool seeing the uh, you know Cameron filled filled people again. I saw some of the uh, Kentucky does the the Big Blue Madness, and them having you know all all the fans there. Where last year they had had some fans and they had a bunch of cutouts, and it's just it's just not the same. And it's just awesome to just see college kids just going absolutely nuts for it's just a just a pep rally. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like once the once the games get there, because you're going to have sophomores that have you know went through their whole freshman year without being able to go to a game. So they're kind of going to be going for the for the first time. Hey, can I can I say something about college fans? Can I can I just sure. throw out a, a warning out there? Hey, can we just stop throwing stuff? All right, 
just stop throwing stuff in the crowd. All right, what was it? The football game there earlier this week. Somebody's throwing golf balls. Just stop. Yeah, stop. what was going on with that? I, I, I don't know. Because it was, we, it was, uh, it was Tennessee that? Ole Miss, and it was uh, Lane Kiffin who coached for both teams. So I think it had something to do with that. But yeah, it's like he caught a golf ball, and it was one of those things that I kind of came across it a little bit. It's like I don't need to have this dragging my day down. Yeah, can we can we stop doing that? Stop ruining stuff. All right, there was a whole year where we weren't allowed to do a lot of this stuff. Don't. Don't ruin it for it all, all of us again. All right, come on, get get your get your stuff together here. Come on, <laughs> I, I it's, it's infuriating. Oh, look, there's some guys that deserve to have golf balls thrown at them, but that doesn't mean you actually do it. All right, it, 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 we can't have it. Can't have it. It's it's they're gonna that, take it away that, from that, us. That far ahead of like, why do you have golf balls in a football game? They're gonna they're gonna take it away from us, Zach. All right, we're gonna lose it all over again. I'm not I'm not letting it happen. I, I can't I can't lose it again. All right, well. We'll be back next week, hopefully on a normal schedule. I think Monday's the new day. And and hopefully we'll have a, a, a skydiving update. We'll be one, one day after. So um, stay tuned, and we'll be back next week. Little column A, little column B.